I am. How are you guys doing? Did you? This one was fun, man. I love this shit. I'm. I'm such a movie nerd. So like. Yeah, me too. This is so cool. I guess you are. I am anything but. So this is. I am not in my my element here. I figured uh, the rest of you would be, but I am not. I'm not a movie guy. So. (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah. And I've I've limited mine to movies I've seen. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, I I had to do the same thing, of course. Yeah. Mm I mean, uh, it, I was uh, well, I talked to a guy at work about this, and he pulled up Billboard's list of the top 100 performances of musicians by actors. And when we do these things, I try not to do that. Right. I try mm. to just just look, just say what were my experiences, and yeah, a little bit mm. of help. It doesn't hurt to have a couple of help, some help, and all the rest. But I kind of went okay, you know. So. I've, I'm the I, opposite. I, I I definitely go through all of those lists to to see if I can, and it's mostly because, like, I feel like I know you guys are gonna include like a little bit more personal flavor, right? Like you guys mm-hmm. have like these like the, like a lot of personal anecdotes and stuff with just with all of this these ones. Whereas for me, like I look like all right, like let me clean clean up some of the leftover stuff that we missed. You know what I mean? Because there's some stuff that like <laughs> you know there there's there's some stuff that that it's crazy it would be crazy not to include on like a comprehensive list you know like there's some obvious choices that i have yeah i like making the case for those ones too which is cool i broke mine down by categories like they have at the oscars so best lead actor best supporting actor best uh actress comedy i love it Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. I went to, um, actually yesterday, so Bree's family qualified for the nationals for that trivia yeah. contest that we yeah. that we were hosting how to go we hosted last week um well i mean everyone was cheating right so like <laughs> it was it, like every, everyone in the top three or four like they were they were a hundred percent answers like oh. all of them they never missed a, a question uh, i think one of the, the the people that ended up winning was was one of the ones that was part of ours but it was funny because they they did like this montage where they were showing all of the hosts and I'm like, Oh, I wonder. And, and we, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I felt like our hosting gig was a lot more. It's just the fact that we had three people made a, made a big difference because you had uh, like people, th- these other guys that were do- hosting by themselves, they would throw a joke out there to silence. You're right. And it's like really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with us, like we're just fucking around and like laughing and shit. Like it was, there was a different energy. Um, but the guy that, that hosted the nationals was the, he's the host of sick boy, the sick boy podcast, which is a really, really big podcast. Patty's told um, me about it. I yeah. think they're on CBC now, but, but uh, it's cool. You know, it, it was really neat. And yeah, it was, it was funny. They, they put our, so they, they put two clips, they featured two clips from black sheep radios hosting gig. One of them was us arguing about how you pronounce, is it foe or fa? <laughs> <laughs> and then Important the other stuff. one, the other clip was a clip of Ben uh, talking about gluten 
and like it was like you know how you can tell if somebody's gluten free you don't have to because they'll tell you those pricks and it was so funny it was just like so out of contact text with like all of the other clips like everyone else's clips are just like joking like making jokes about like oh an aardvark's got a long nose <laughs> and Ben's just like launching bombs it was so funny it was so funny uh, yeah. oh, same with vegans how can you tell them someone's a vegan you don't need to they'll fucking tell you anyway <laughs> it was so good uh, it was worth it we got in like I think we like 13th place which is pretty good and we weren't cheating nice. so you know nice. it's not bad the, the questions were way harder <laughs> alright yeah I'm ready to go boys right, let's rock from our great TV debut to uh, actual <laughs> musicians TV and movie debuts. <laughs> yeah, we got the right? Oscars of music this morning. <laughs> and Polly joins cool. us this morning for Black Sheep yeah. Radio as we're uh, talking about uh, musicians in movies. Polly, I like I Chris is the movie buff here. I know that amongst us. Mark's pretty well versed in movies too. I am not a movie guy. I am. You are one too. These people, okay. I'm one of these people that goes to. I actually go to movies almost. I'm going to say every other week when they're in theaters. Wow. I spend nice. a lot of money. Good when for the, you. When the Oscars come up, I know all the pictures. Wow, for you. awesome man. We try. We try and to do that. It's hard. I, I and I love old movies, and you know, my wife and I have this interesting thing. She gets really annoyed with me because I will rewatch an old movie, and she says, "Why are you doing that?" And I said, "Because." Every time you watch a movie a second time, you pick up something different. Yeah. Sometimes it just makes Absolutely. you feel happy. Like yep. in my collection here, I've got one of my favorite movies is Clerks. I've mm, got the, yep. I've got the box set, and yep. I, nice. I every time I watch it, it brings me new joy. You know what I mean? It cuts through the BS in life. Um, you know, I have to watch This Is Spinal Tap. It's been like mm. five years, but I need to watch Sp- Spinal Tap again. So, yeah. no, but I, for Jo, but for Joanne, it's just like no, don't do that. But I did play something for her we're going to talk about in a minute that okay. made her weep. So I remember my <laughs> second go-round with Ernest Goes to Camp, and I really picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, you really understood I, why I, I he really went to camp. it the second time. <laughs> the first time, it, it just it, there was so much to digest, it blew by. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once I got into the meat of it, I, I, was, I was good. I almost have a little bit of a neurosis in terms of wa- of rewatching movie. Like I will rewatch a movie versus watching a new movie, um, maybe because it's it cuts down on some of the anticipation because I already know what's coming up. But yeah, no. So I I'll watch the hell out of movies. Yeah, like I love Lord of the Rings, and one day I said yeah. I want to do this right. I'm going to watch all three of them in su- succession and it nice. was great i know people do the extended this. i know cuts people that do the star wars all nine of them it's just like oh i'm sorry i'm not, I'm not doing that and then there's back to the future of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course oh yeah, for no. sure listen if i don't hear huey lewis in this this yeah. entire list i will be with back I to the future you have to watch mr lafayette yeah, with back to the future you have to watch them from three to one and then you're literally going back to the future because it starts in the old oh, west. Look at you now. Blow your mind. There you go. Who's when you've watched them so many off? times, you have to mix it up. <laughs> Who's leading things off? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. I can. I can kick it off. Chris, if you want. Fire kick away. it off, buddy. Okay, so uh, we're talking the the best musicians or artists that transitioned into acting. That, that's that's yeah, the like gateway. the Oscar the Oscars of 
musician actors. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, that makes so sense. there's there's a lot to choose. <laughs> oh my from. god. I don't know. I don't know exactly how where you guys have fallen. So hopefully, hopefully these don't. T- I don't take some of yours, but uh, we'll we'll just have to go. I have some backups too, just in case. I'm gonna start um, out right out of the gate. I think I told you guys this one already. Yes. With with <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. <laughs> so. You know, it's a little bit like I I wasn't really listening to music, especially, uh, you know, white man hip hop back in 1991 when Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch were around. So I don't really know. I don't really know how popular he was as a musician. Like, I, 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 I think you guys could probably speak to that a little bit better. He had some um, good vibrations, buddy. He had some he, good vibrations. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, they released in 91, uh, Music for the People, and then You Gotta Believe in 1992. Uh, so those are the, so the, those are the main albums but uh, that, that he released as Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Um, his calling card was having a third nipple, I think, from what I've heard. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> he made his his screen debut in Renaissance Man in 1994, and it just never really stopped for the guy. Like he went from 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 that to to Boogie Nights, and now everybody kind of knows him as as more of an definitely more of an actor and like a Hollywood superstar than any semblance of a musician. So some of the notable uh, uh, movies that I enjoyed. I mean, he's he's in so many things, but um, the the really good ones that stand out for me are. Uh, Boogie Nights, The Italian Job, The Departed. I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen The he Fighter. Got nom- he got nominated mm-hmm. for Academy Award for the de- uh, for the yeah. Departed as well. He was great. He was great in The Departed too. Like he was yeah. one of my like. It, it's hard. It's hard to be any talented actor and kind of outshine DiCaprio. Uh, but he he was he was one of my favorite parts of that movie. And then yep. the other guys and Ted. He he does comedy really well too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't. I didn't mention I, I didn't I didn't want to give him too much credit for the Transformers series because those movies are absolute trash. But uh, he's in those two, and those probably netted him the most money. Uh, and then he also like I mean he's the guy's the guy's an executive producer on some shows too. Like like I didn't even realize when I was looking this up. He he I knew he produced Entourage, but I like I didn't know he produced Boardwalk Empire, which is which is pretty crazy. Get out of here, yeah. really? Yeah, well, I didn't, yeah, know, I didn't know that. I, I, I'm gonna put my hand up right here just to say this executive producer thing. This is what guys that you know it, that, that's a real. He's contributing money to the project, yeah, not necessarily. The, the, the level of participation in a lot of those executive producer titles is questionable. Like you say, it could be financial. It could be that they come to him for ideas, but I don't think that he showed up to the set every single day to no. form a picture. So that's not to discredit him in any way, but sometimes you watch a picture, and if you watch the credits that roll out there will be 10 executive producers on a on a show or on a movie it's like yeah right (laughs) how can he be doing all those things but as an actor he's slam dunk i love mark Wahlberg. he's unreal he's such a good actor yeah and he's so funny too like i think that's that's hard for a lot of people to do is like to go to to do comedy and like yeah. he he's really genuinely funny like Ted is a good example of that because he kind of carries that movie I yeah. mean obviously it's Seth MacFarlane so so he doesn't exactly carry it but like he's great in it well, um, and, he's and then talk, he's talking to something that's not there which also takes a lot 
happens. Yeah, happens. fair enough. Fair <laughs> so. enough. And then Wahlburgers was the other thing. That stupid reality TV show where they run the the burger place. Got to dip your toes um, in everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's he is a Renaissance man as his yeah. screen debut. And he is, uh, he's a lot of man, if anyone remembers that last scene from Boogie Nights. Jesus. <laughs> I think, that, I think a, that was a prosthetic, though. Oh, oh, thank God. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it better yes, have been. I'm pretty sure. It, it, it had better have been. Because if that was the real Mark Wahlberg, I hate him even more. <laughs> Jesus, dude, you're good I'm, I'm looking, good. you're a multimillionaire, you have fans all over the world, and you're hung like this? Fuck off. I love like, it. Come on. I love it. That's just too much over the top. <laughs> Too much gravy on the meat, as it were. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hop in with my first uh, with my first category. So j- I had so many, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna break it down into categories like you would have in an award show. So I'm gonna start off with this one actually, um, and uh, the the award for best actor in a supporting role. I'm gonna give to uh, David Bowie. Um, you guys may have David Bowie on your lists for uh, maybe like a, a role like he played in Labyrinth. Um, I'm actually ch- uh, picking him for his role as Nikola Tesla in the movie The Prestige. The what? reason that, yeah, the reason that I'm choosing him, A, it's a super cool movie for anyone that hasn't seen it's The Prestige. Amazing. It's awesome. It's about magicians. It's got Christian Bale. It's got uh, uh, Wolverine. Uh, Heath Ledger is in it. Um, and then there's Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. And yeah, so he plays the, the role of Nikola Tesla that's trying to help this magician. But the reason that I like that role so much is you watch it and you don't know that that's David Bowie. It's yeah. not that he's in. It's not that he's in over the top costume or anything. He just you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't click that. Oh, that's fucking David Bowie. Hmm. Um, and his role, he maybe has. I don't know. 20 lines in the movie like it's not like he's a a major cog in it aside from what his character is doing is important Um, but his his actual role is very limited but very just very cool and it's a very cool movie and he he adds a very Bowie-esque flair to Nikola Tesla who I don't really know much about other than to think that he might have had a little bit of Bowie-esque-ism mm-hmm. in, in him as well with some of the ideas and, and off-the-wall thinking that he had. So that's my pick. Best Supporting Actor, David Bowie in The Prestige. I like Ooh. it. i got to check this movie out. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen The really Prestige? It's really good, man. No. It's twist, oh, man. twist, end. twist ending will blow your mind. Twist ending oh, will blow your mind. So man, good. it's... It's Christopher Nolan. It's it's yeah. one of his first movies. It's unbelievable. Okay. And yeah. like, what's cool about what's what's cool about? Well, I mean, I, Bowie's an unbelievable actor. Like, I think he's yeah. an underrated. He's actor. really. He should have. He was underused. He should have been in way more stuff because he's. Yeah. That presence that he has carries over easily yeah. to the screen. Like he's been in, he's been in lots of stuff. Like I can rhyme yeah. off a ton of stuff that he's For been sure. in, but I just uh, you know I mean people remember him for Labyrinth. <laughs> By the way, bo- bo- <laughs> bonus points to anybody who can find me a movie that does feature the characters Nikola Tesla and Wolverine because that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the man's a walking <laughs> conductor. It yeah, would be it would be pretty the return, cool. <laughs> the return of Heath Ledger apparently as well. Yeah, right. So. For for the Prestige, just one more note on the Prestige. I didn't when I was watching it. I didn't know Bowie was in it at all. 
and the whole movie they tease up to Nikola Tesla like they they like hinted his name in the background and then when you finally like meet it it's Bowie I was like oh what the fuck I was so <laughs> yeah. excited cool yeah. like it's just a cool yeah it was a cool thing just his look the, the, first, very, the yeah. first two guys you brought up you had Wahlberg and you've got Bowie you got one guy who made a transition from being a musician and a hip artist to becoming a full time movie actor and mm-hmm. producer and then you got Bowie who essentially was moonlighting while he was performing right to the very end and yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I think we're going to find examples of that through this whole conversation yeah some guys just totally yeah their their uh, their music careers were over and they found a new gear you they know? found their niche yeah absolutely yeah. am I next cool go ahead sure. buddy. okay I'm going to get this one out of the way only to prove that I am not <laughs> I am not a hater uh the only good thing he's done other than just shut up is act. So I'm going to throw meatloaf in for his role in fight club. Just so you know that I don't hate the man entirely. I thought he was really damn good in fight club. Is he, well, is he Robert? I, I thought he was, is he, he's, he's the, the big, the man, got, the man tit guy. Like the guy he's the, boob, the guy with the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Robert Paulson. Yeah. yeah. So I thought Meatloaf uh, Fight Club, I really thought was a great film. But Meatloaf was, yes. yeah. he was, he was really good at it, actually. So I didn't know that was Just to prove that I only hate Meatloaf <laughs> when he's doing music. I, I don't hate him all the time. Just, yeah. just musically, I can't stand him. But Meatloaf is my first pick in <laughs> Fight Club. Cool. Oh, one out of three ain't bad, eh, man? That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so long as he's not singing or in front of me in the lineup in Mandarin, I'm okay with meatloaf. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to awesome. jump in, and, and as it, when we do these things, I kind of like to take a little bit of a different approach to it because I think sometimes there's the obvious ones, like like uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's like, yeah, I mean, the guy is king size, you know, in terms of, it, you know, his. I mean, the fact that people know him so well and know his pictures and flock to his pictures is one thing, but I'm going to deal with uh, my first three are Canadian content. And the connective Sweet. and the connective tissue between all threes is the trailer park voice, and I'll get to that in the end when I get to number three. Right on. Do you know when you watch a movie and all of a sudden somebody comes on the screen that you know, and you're going, "What? I didn't know they're in this picture." And that's the case of Gord Downey, who is my first. Now, Gord Downey does not have a lot of film credits. He has a lot of cameos that show up. And the movie I'm going to talk about came out in, what, 2008, featuring Joshua Jackson, who was pasty from uh, Dawson's Creek. Remember him? Yep. And the movie's called One Week, and it's a heartbreaking movie. In fact, it's really tough to get through. Joshua Jackson is 20, maybe 30 years old, and he's engaged to be married, and he finds out he has stage four cancer. And he's been told he has a 10, 10% chance to survive, but um, if he has a 10, 10% chance to survive if he gets a treatment. And what do a lot of guys do when they're confused as to do what's next? You get on your motorcycle and you ride, mm. you run. And so what it becomes is a cross-country, uh, cross-country journey for Joshua Jackson's character across Canada. And the scene I'm finally going to get to involving Gord Downey has Joshua Jackson at the end of the day sitting in one of those chairs outside of a motel. You know, he's tired, exhausted. The sun's go down. I'm going to just relax here before I actually get some sleep. And 
into the scene walks Gord Downey. And this is where I go, what? I really mean this. And Downey sits down. And it is a dead quiet, beautifully quiet scene. And Downey sits down and says, hi, hey, who's Norton? Is that Norton yours? Is it a Norton motorcycle? And Joshua Jackson says, yeah, it's mine. Downey sits down. He starts rolling a joint. (laughs) And then he says to him, did you know that marijuana has been medically approved for cancer patients? And Joshua Jackson shoots him a lot, uh, shoots him a look and he says, what are you, a psychic? And then he, there's a pause and he says, why did you bring up cancer? Now you can understand watching, rewatching this scene now, it, it's heavy yeah. to, to listen to it, yeah. to watch it. This movie, by the way, was done down in 2008. Okay, so that's going way, way back, long before Gordy's announcement. And uh, Downey says, I had a ass load of it. I had an ass load full of it once. Hmm. Joshua Jackson says, so you got the treatment? And Downey says, actually, it just went away. And Joshua Jackson goes, seriously? He says, man, I'm just shitting you. I got the treatment. <laughs> and Downey looks at him. And he says, are you married? And he says, no, I'm just engaged. And I will leave the rest of it to you. At the end of it, you're wow. just, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this. What's, it's two minutes long, guys. It is not a Mark Wahlberg tour de force. Believe me. It is two beautiful, quiet minutes. And it will make you weep when you see it. Gordy is just beautiful. I looked in the comments on one of the videos that was played for it. And he says, this is the quintessence of Gord Downey to Canadians. The wild-eyed sage of wisdom for a country of searchers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just the, cool. It is two minutes long, guys. And I will post it to you guys when we're finished this on our in our uh, in our messenger thing. Awesome. And, and it's worth the two minutes. Downey is magnificent. It's, it was um, also, that it movie was also is so really, good. It is a great movie. I know people do not like the movie. It's a hard yeah, it's movie crazy. to watch. It's a hard movie to watch because, you know, Joshua Jackson's character is so conflicted and his fiance is begging him, please come back. She's so in love with him. And you're kind of going like, just listen to her. She's got all the answers. Why are you, why are you so lost, man? Because she's here to help you. And yet he keeps running away from her. Right. It's a Anyways, Downey, I will send that to you later. Right. Again, the Very cool. connective tissue, which we'll get to later, is mm-hmm. the trailer park boys, which Downey is in as a cop. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that, that it's it's an insane movie. It's one of the most Canadian. Like you feel very Canadian when you watch that movie. Yeah, I'll just sure. put it that way. It's very it's very true to Canada, um, and yeah, Gordon he's in it for like a blink of an eye when you think about like what it was. But like that's always the scene that you leave with for some reason. Well, not for some reason. It's because By it's the amazing. Way, but for the for people who may have lost their all my whole long description there, and I'm sorry I'm so long. The movie's called One Week. One Week. A I've written it down. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. It's great. Joshua Jackson's he's fantastic in it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm associating him with Dawson's Creek I find offensive because he's to me he'll always be Charlie from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> A triple deke that shit. Oh, that's great. Okay, so my next one is probably just as obvious as my my first one, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I I don't like I I that has, she has to be included. It's, if it's good, no, it's good. There's no, there's no way that she cannot be included. That is Barbara Streisand. 
Mm-hmm. Her legacy is just unri- unrivaled. Whether you look music, whether you look acting, whether you look directing, it's like it's it's ridiculous how much she's actually accomplished. So, she, so she's got she two puts, Academy Awards. She Sorry. puts the she in yeshiva. Yeah, yeah. she's like the Meryl. She's like the Meryl Streep of everything. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like, and her, she's got one of. All right, all right, so she's got two Academy Awards, ten Grammys, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, five Emmys, nine Golden Globes, wow, and a Presidential Medal of Freedom. So yeah, she began her record. She began as an artist, a music, as a musician in the '60s, late '60s. She got into acting. Um, her big breakout role was in Funny Girl, which is actually on Netflix. Um, I highly, highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, just to you know, it's easy to because because I feel like her her peak pop in popularity was so long ago that it's easy to just like you know write it off as like a, a, you know a, a, a product of the time period or whatever but like funny girl specifically stands up really well um it got her that one got her an academy award uh, and golden globe for best actress so that's funny girl like i said it's on netflix if you want to check it out highly recommend it um, she all, other movies she started in is the prince of tides hello dolly the way we were nuts a star is born um in *A Star's Born*, she actually won an Oscar for as a composer. And then um, another one of the other notable things is if she didn't have enough uh, accolades, you know, um, she really uh, in 1983 um, she released *Yentl* was the movie, uh, mm-hmm. and she became the first woman to write, produce, direct, and star in a major studio film, just just across the board. And she also won a Golden Globe for that movie for best director. So it's like you know, I I don't know, like Mark Wahlberg's great, and we we can pat him on the back and stuff, and and he's he's. I mean, a tour de force as well, but like, yeah, you know, she's accomplished. She, Barbara Streisand is, is a gangster. Like yeah. that is, that is insane. Yeah. What she's accomplished. So I don't want to take up too much time because I, you know, there's a lot to get to, but it's, she had to be like, for me, like it's, it's, yeah. it's overwhelmingly had to be included, you know? Uh, don't take away my rock card. Okay. Please. When I show you this. I have the Barbara Streisand box set here. <laughs> so that's okay. That's Your wife's awesome. allowed to buy yeah, stuff too. <laughs> she's she's pretty great. And and when I was growing up, it was Funny Girl. And it, when I go to it, I do this thing. When I go on a road trip, I create playlists. And in my first trip to New York City, or not my first, my yeah, my first driving trip to New York City, we drove from Southern Ontario to New York, I made a New York playlist and I picked everything, you know, anything that had to do with New York, I put on there and I put Barbara Streisand in there because that scene on the on the boat that goes out to Staten Island, you know, don't rain on my parade, like that is classic New York. It's like mm. New, New York has got a, the best music soundtrack anywhere, you know, and and, and she's part of that, man. I just, it's, for me, she is anyways. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I love the, the, it's funny when you when you bring out the box set, but like reluctantly, one of my favorite bits on Seinfeld is how he's like a closeted Barbara Streisand fanatic. <laughs> it's like the, my it's one of my favorite. That's actually like I it was one of the reasons why I got into Barbara Streisand was because, you know, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's obsessed with her. He's like fangirls over Barbara Streisand, but doesn't like anybody knowing it. It's, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> By the way, her, her records suck. 
Uh, I'll be quite honest with you. All the stuff that she did in film, you know, the, the, the theme songs, like they, they're legendary. They, they're the ones that kind of pad her career, her music career, but her actual pop records are terrible. They're just mm. awful. They're just terrible. <laughs> Incredible voice and talent, but geez. Outside yeah. the movies and the stage, you know? Fair enough. Who's next? Marcus. Next up, uh, next up I've got uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Okay. So we're talking about uh, the best female musician that uh, is supporting actress. Um, and I've gone with... Um, I've gone with Madonna from her uh, from her role in uh, A League of Their Own, which is a super super good movie. Her, she's playing she's playing Madonna. She's playing like a sassy young I mean young thing. Uh, I think she counters really well with uh, her friend in the movie Rosie O'Donnell. I think the two of them are a, a cool little duo in that movie, and uh, it's it's a cool movie in general. It's got an awesome all star cast of like you know I mean Gina Davis and like some really good actresses. And Tom Hanks, obviously, on the acting side. And I think Madonna holds her own. And I think any time a a musician or someone that's not necessarily an actor steps into that role, especially with huge characters like that and huge character actors, and to have it be seamless, I think is uh, is a testament to uh, to her. So best supporting actress, Madonna, for A League of Their Own. I had Madonna on my list as well, too, for the very same movie. And when that movie came out, because it had Madonna in it, you're going to, you're kind of hoping, you're kind of expecting it to be a really bad movie. Yeah. Right? And it's actually, it's a classic. It's it's one of my very favorite baseball movies. Yeah, it's got one of of the greatest lines in movies. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And there's another one, which I won't repeat here right now, where uh, Hanks insults the umpire, but... (laughs) Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. And she holds her own. She's, she's really good. You know, so many of Madonna's movies, Madonna basically plays Madonna in them. And this movie though, she's playing a a woman who is, you know, in this baseball career. Yeah. yeah. She's super charming in that movie. I, I didn't really know. I watched that movie as a kid and it, and it it took years for me to even realize that that was Madonna. Madonna, I had no, I had no idea. She wasn't, she wasn't writhing on the left field grass. So that's probably why you couldn't tell. (laughs) I thought you were going to pick truth or dare. I picked Madonna's truth or dare for actress actress in a lead role. (laughs) I'll go in a similar vein here for my next pick. Uh, it, It would be an actress in a supporting role and it would be, uh, Really? She's going to be in a movie? Like, how's this going to work out? I thought Courtney Love and the People versus Larry Flint was really, really good. I mean, yeah. the, the character the character wasn't really a stretch for her. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Uh, but I, I thought she pulled it off really well. I thought she was great. Yeah, the movie was, um, the movie was excellent she, too. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought Courtney Love. Really, are you that desperate that you're 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 going to be in a movie? But I, th- I thought she was pretty solid in it. There was a, a lot of Courtney Love hate around that oh, time. Oh yeah, and yeah, like people, you know, and, and and saying a lot of things that were just not just not right. You know what I mean? Here's a woman that. Uh, did have an identity long before she met Kurt and all the circumstances around his death and then questions about the authenticity of her music with whole blah, blah, blah. And then she does this role and she hits it out of the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And found some new respect because of it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, I thought um, it was a good one for her. I thought, yeah, it was career wise. It was good. It gained her a little bit of credibility back anyway. Not, yeah. not necessarily. She's there was, lost there it was since, still but. There was still a lot of hate and a lot of mistrust. But um, in terms of her 
level of talent sort of brought her back to the fore sort of thing to say, oh, no, the girl's got talent for sure. So mm-hmm. yep. I'll go with Courtney Love for pick two. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a sidestep from my three Canadians because we brought up Madonna and I also had a connection between what I call the queen of pop and the king of rock. And the connective tissue between the two is Tom Hanks. We talked about Tom Hanks being the baseball manager in A League of Their Own. Tom Hanks is uh, is uh, going to star in the role of Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis Presley's manager in a new movie that Baz Luhrmann is doing. In fact, when he got the COVID, uh, he was down in New Zealand filming the picture with Baz Luhrmann, as you guys some of you guys know that he's low, he's based out of Australia and New Zealand. Um, so he's going to play Colonel Tom Parker, the controversial manager of Elvis Presley. Uh, and Elvis did, I think, 37 pictures. And after it was all done, some people thought it was one of the worst managerial mistakes that Colonel T- Parker ever made. Some people blame the fact that Elvis Presley's career ended on such a sour note musically because of Parker, that he was the manipulative manager. And there's a lot been written about this relationship between him and Elvis. Um, The one thing is I did my research on this thing is that Presley, with all these movies that he did, signed each one of them. Parker didn't do it for him. So Mm. Presley is responsible for every role that he took. And Presley found in the course of his movies that dramatic roles, respectable dramatic roles, didn't work for him. People did not show up to his movies. The light musical comedies work far better for him. And there's a whole bunch of them that are you know, noteworthy. There's Jailhouse Rock and there's Viva Las Vegas with Anne Margaret. I mean, they're really kind of fun to watch it. But when he got to the end of his movie career, it was like, why are you doing this? It's like you can see a guy going through the worst scripts, the worst movies. It was just like, what is he doing? And for Elvis, what it was, it's like, my, my music career is dead. The Beatles, the Stones, everything happening in the 60s was way more interesting than Elvis Presley. And so the only thing that sustained him were these movies. He made a lot of movies because he would do songs from them. And it was the only way he was able to get you know, hits on the radio was to have these songs being played. And sometimes if they were really popular, people go back to the movies again and again and again. So he made a lot of money. But in the end, it was a disgrace to his career. That said, there are some great performances of Elvis. And one thing about him, just like his movie career, is that he had that presence. When he's on the screen, yeah, he's he's larger than life when he does it. So you got to mention the king of rock, Elvis Presley, in a really sad movie career, really, in the end. Hmm. All cool. right. I, yeah, I can fly with Elvis. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> he might have been the, like the first, really, the first big musician to be on the screen yeah the Beatles were doing the Beatles were doing their kind of well rock musician anyway I mean you could pull out your Bing Crosby's and Frank Sinatra's and such but rock rock musician Sinatra Sinatra was a great actor (laughs) yeah he's a great actor and a you know a great musician too I feel like with Sinatra it makes sense that he was a good actor just because like a lot of like he didn't write a lot of his stuff and like a lot of his performances like they they you know drew from 
the like almost acting if that makes sense like there's there's a there's a connection there a little bit i think but um yeah i haven't seen any of any of sinatra's movies though so maybe i gotta dip into that yeah you Go should. To, like he's, oceans he's uh, one of the oceans 11 cool, he was cool. in the one of the original yeah. oceans 11 from movies. here to eternity he's in that as well too yeah yeah. Okay. So I guess is my turn. You're up, buddy. Right. Yeah, I'm man. not going to take, take too too much time again with this one because I'd like I'm really curious to hear some of the rest of the ones. This one's a little bit of an offbeat pick, uh, more of like a personal favorite of mine. Uh, definitely more well known for his music than he is for his acting appearances. But I was always just impressed by how good he was. Like I never expected, you know, he he never. The, anytime you get people that that, are, that make that 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 bridge bridge that gap between mm. acting and 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 music. It's just like you, you kind of you give them a a little bit of a little bit of rope. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you're like, oh well, whatever. But this guy stands on his own. This is uh, Most Def, uh, aka Yasin Bay. I don't know if you yeah, guys yeah, have yeah. ever listened to Most Def. Yep. Um, famous for for his collaboration Amazing with Talib Kweli uh, and Black Star and a bunch of solo albums. The guy is amazing rapper, like one of the yep. one of the biggest hip hop stars out of what the the the. 90s into the 2000s for sure yep. he's still releasing music to this day um but it's yeah i mean he's 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 a big activist now so a lot of it is very socially conscious and whatnot um but like for, as far as his his uh his roles are concerned uh he he was he's he was a supporting actor in the italian Italian Job, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and uh, uh, Be Kind Rewind, which is a comedy with Jack Black. Um, and he also did like a lot of uh, television appearances, uh, more, more specifically on House and Dexter. What's, what's interesting about Most Def, and I don't know if this disqualifies him for including it on the list. I don't think it does. Um, but he was a child actor in TV and films and sitcoms and theater before he ever became a rapper. But like, you know, nobody ever really made him like, like, no, he was never popularized because of his acting. So like in the, in the beginning, you know, so I feel like it's a little bit, it qualifies, but yeah, he's just, he's, he's funny. He's really personable. I wish he did more movies. I, I think he's sworn off of doing Hollywood movies now. Yeah. Um, given, you know, the, the current circumstances with the politics and, and you know, how, how, uh, um, uh, pessimistic he is on the entire, just, culture of i think music in general like he he's very he's he's a very temperamental dude and and i think that's what makes him such a great artist in general i think but uh yeah i'm gonna say most deaf for my nice. pick if this, if this is when if when we make a playlist of this like look at that elvis yeah uh, mose death <laughs> it's Streisand. Bowie, Barbie Streisand. Yeah. let her rip in the car boys let her Marky rip in the Mark car the funky bunch <laughs> you know uh, i take I'm, back I'm gonna, my meatloaf pick if we're making a playlist <laughs> yeah. you gotta sort through them all and pick if, your if me liking fight club equals listening to paradise by the dashboard light scratch that <laughs> Anyhow, you me forever. Um, all right, I got my next uh, my next category, and much like award shows, you get all those awards that are given away during the commercials, the uh, smaller awards. So I'll throw in a couple of my honorable mentions for LL Cool J's role in Any Given Sunday, oh. and uh, I think Judy Garland for Wizard of Oz deserves a little bit of love too. So yes. uh, my next official category, and uh, Chris actually just mentioned this guy, uh, <laughs> is uh, Best Actor in a Comedy. Um, 
And I'm not sure if he's an actor who plays music or if he's a musician who acts, because when he does either, he is fucking all in more than anybody. I'm picking Jack Black. Mm. Um, He is an absolute maniac when he is a musician performing on stage. And he is equally nuts in any movie that I've ever seen. Uh, When I was looking at some of the clips of his movie, like he commits to roles in a way that's kind of reminiscent of uh, Robin Williams, like how much he would just like, fuck, he was all in. Like, even if he was going in for an interview on a, on a late night show, he was all in. Yeah. Uh, so Jack Black, uh, for his role in really anything, I don't know, Nacho Libre, who cares? It doesn't yeah. matter. He's all in for School every role. Rock, man. School yeah, of Rock, man. And, and uh, High Fidelity. Uh, as well I just want to add King Kong I watched a little bit of the making of the Tenacious D music video just as a little bit of a a subcategory I'm throwing Dave Grohl in for his role as that demon with those fucking horns and stuff if you watch the making of the video it's so funny there's one part where he's got his beard and there's a wind machine so his beard is blowing sideways and he's like looks like a tube sock and he's got those fucking (laughs) horns on so funny my wife and I like literally just sat we watched it on my phone for about 20 minutes so good so yeah jack black is my uh, best actor in a comedy i'll go with yeah, my jack amazing my next pick uh, was somebody who's known every bit as much for acting and music it's uh, it's uh, and this is a perfect marriage between the two the movie came out in the 70s my mom sang the song to death and played it in the car to death and i couldn't stand it for that reason but years later i would sit down and watch the rose and bet midler in the rose which is loosely based on janice joplin whom i love to death uh, yeah. i th- i thought she was great and she sang her heart oh. out it was such a great performance on on both fronts she sang so well in it and she she la- she laid it all out on that screen like she i thought she was really really good yeah, Bette Midler's pretty. She's she's uh, she's a real deal. She's pretty authentic. Yeah. it's it's funny. I brought up Madonna, and and Bette Midler as well too. They both kind of came from the same place where they used to play in strip bars and um, uh, uh, drag bars and stuff like that. It's where that's where they got their start in in, in music. So they know the street. And although when you hear Bette Midler's early records, there's not much street in them. There's a way that she interprets other people's music that brings experience to it. You don't hear it in Madonna's early work as much as you do a little bit later on when she kind of hits a vein with with sex, you know. And that's where a lot of this experience kind of comes out. But yeah, Bette Midler in that movie is pretty great. She's she and she's a great she's a great singer. And uh, yeah, she's the real deal. I like her. Yeah, the playlist. The playlist takes another turn yeah. <laughs> from tenacious D. From tenacious D tribute to wind beneath my wings. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, you you got to do uh, like fuck her gently or double team. <laughs> by, by, have you ever seen? Have you ever heard double team? Yes, they're all so good. That was one of the best concerts I've ever fucking seen. They were amazing. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. So I just good. like to go back a few moments ago. When Paul said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to repeat what Tom Waits or Tom Tom Hanks said to the umpire," but <laughs> out comes Chris with his tenacious yeah. taste. Super if gover- oh. Yeah, if governments can talk about glory holes, Paul, you can talk about whatever you want. Very true. Very true. There you go. 
Folly, you're up next. Uh, You're up, man. Uh, Okay, so I started this whole thing off with uh, three Canadians. Three Canadians. And the first two are connected. Oh, they're all three connected by the Trailer Park Boys. I said Gord Downey was my first in the movie One Week. Another Kingston boy is Mr. Hugh Hugh Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It's really surprising. Hugh Dillon's, I think, first notable role was in Hardcore Logo. I never saw the movie. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, what? look at Ben. Ben's giving me this look. And, and yeah. Wow. Um, no, I never saw It's hard to find that movie. It is. It's a Bruce McDonald picture. Uh, Bruce McDonald was a filmmaker as well as uh, New Kids on the Block. It's it's about a washed up. It's like, they call it the, what do they call it? The uh, Spinal Tap of Punk, yeah. right? Yeah. And Hugh Dillon plays Joe Dick, right? The lead singer of the band. The bass player's name, by the way, in that movie is Billy Talent. You should know that. That's, That's right. where they got the name <laughs> from the flick. Uh, but I think everybody knows him as, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed uh, from Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Um Ed Lane, that's right. Ed Lane from Flashpoint, seventy-five thing, and you know, you know Hugh Dillon, the lead singer of the Headstones, the spitting, swearing, angry punk singer of the band, and then you see the actor, and it's nuanced. There's incredible depth to the whole thing, and then you realize the guy that you encounter in the concert hall is a very different person when he's in front of the camera. And Hugh Dillon is still in two. He's got, apparently he's got two roles that are currently going right now, and so he actually is more of a career in acting than he does in in music. the The, the Headstones are kind of like a sometimes project for him, and acting is his kind of his full time gig. I also will say that Hugh Dillon is a hell of a voiceover uh, voice oh, uh, performer. Oh man, yeah. His when, when we were when we were trying to do uh, we were. Uh, our station, we're looking for new voices, and we approached his company, and his fee is ridiculous. It's because he doesn't need to do it. But, you know, on television, you'll see him voice commercials for, for car companies and stuff like that, and it's a killer read. But anyway, so there you go. Hugh Dillon and, nice. and Gord Downey from Kingston. And the trailer park. And the trailer park. Trailer park he was in Trailer Park Boys the movie too. And, and he was there. The, he played a strip club owner. That's right. And there, there's another example where it wasn't until like way into the movie where I went, "That's Hugh Dillon." Holy Hugh shit! Dillon. Like, I it, love it, when that happens. It took I love me when a few happens. minutes. Like, wait a minute, I know that guy. And yeah, yeah. No, he was really good in that. I okay, love that. Cool. Chris, go ahead. Is okay. So this is another obvious one. Um. This is this is my this is this is uh, again. It's just it's 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 so obvious that it deserve it needs to be mentioned. Like I'm just ma- I'm just making sure we're covering our bases so people take this seriously. Because if you don't if you don't include some of these people and in, in discussions on them and some of it, it's like you know, it's like you're like I just you know. Anyways, we got Will Smith. Oh, yes. that was my yeah, good nice. Come on, I was yeah. every every movie. Like growing up for me, 90s, 2000s, you know, Will Smith, every time there was a Will Smith movie out, it was the biggest movie at the box office. Like there's no question. Um, He's nominated for five Golden Globes and two Academy Awards and has won four Grammys. Uh, In 2007, he was declared the most powerful actor in Hollywood, um, which is, I mean, rightfully so. You know, he started started out his career in 86 um, in music as a rapper with um, DJ Jazzy Jeff as the French 
the Fresh Prince yeah. migrated Nightmare over on my to street. television, you know, um, as the Fresh Prince. Uh, and then, I mean, naturally uh, transitioned into acting. With, so he went Bad Boys uh, with Martin Lawrence, I think was his first big one. Uh, and then you have Men in Black, Enemy of the State, Ali, The Pursuit of Happiness. So like he's done comedy. He's done serious acting. Uh, funny enough, when I was researching this, I found out that he, he actually turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix. Yes, which is mm-hmm. very interesting. Interesting. Yep. Um, he, he also, tur- he also turned down. He turned <laughs> down the crazy. role of. Uh, he turned down the role that Jamie Foxx played in uh, Django Unchained because he said the language he just couldn't. He couldn't handle the N word so much. Like it was yeah. just. It was too much. So you know a lot of that stuff, and and I don't know if this is documented or what, but like he's this is this is a perfect example of me having no issue separating like the artist from the art because Will Smith is like a a nutso bonanza Scientologist and oh uh, I didn't know, I didn't know that. that oh god yeah. yeah hardcore oh yeah I didn't know that oh yeah so and, well, he's and got Scientology the money to, he's got the to money me. to be part of it sorry he's got the money to be part of it so. exactly um, so yeah he, him him and, and his whole family essentially is are big time Scientologists and, mm. and I do feel like you know it, it, just as evidenced by uh, the way that Tom Cruise selects his movies uh, and, you know, makes decisions in general, like a lot of the times when they're choosing certain roles, they 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 look at it as a reflection on the religion itself. So they make certain yeah. decisions based on what they believe is the mm. right represent the way the right way to represent them, themselves and in turn represent their religion. So there's certain things that like he just won't do, especially like Django and chain there's no way granted now it's a little it's a little bit different i think because tom cruise like he was in that his his role in tropic thunder for example was a little insane yeah collateral Um, but it was like quirky so they let that stuff do it or whatever but yeah um yeah it just seems like will smith and is definitely an obvious one yeah um but it's hard like it's hard like i've got a lot of a lot here that that i wanted to definitely throw out there, um, but we, we can get into that. I, I don't. I don't want to step on anybody else's toes uh, before. Maybe. Maybe we can do some honorable mentions I, at the end. I, but, I, uh, I had I'm, Will I'm Smith. Different. I had Will Smith down, and again, oh, okay. I'm not a fan of his music at all. But I thought he was great in Ali. I saw Ali, and I, th- yeah. I thought he did a really good job in that film. Mm-hmm. You know, he when when they cast him as Ali, a lot of people are going, "Of all the people you cast, yeah. Muhammad Ali, you pick this goofy guy, the Fresh mm-hmm. Prince." Yeah, and yet he did a such great. He did such a great job with it he got, earned an oscar nomination yeah. for he actually uh, the uh, his, the legend his, of bagger vance was the other one i forgot oh, to I mention that. yeah that's love a fantastic that movie underrated people don't talk about that as a sports movie really that much but it was it's really good great movie. His, yeah his role in uh, pursuit of happiness playing that dad like there's some scenes there where it just i mean it breaks your it breaks your heart to watch it and i actually i had him on my list but i i had him as my best lead actor i bumped him mm-hmm. out for somebody else but i have him as best lead actor in a tv series for his role in fresh prince because to this day yeah. that scene where his dad comes back and he has like a big blow up with uncle phil fuck it still makes me cry like you're not my father oh he just (laughs) and he's playing fresh prince so anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna bang out my last i I have best actress or actress in a tv mandy moore i'm throwing her out for uh uh her role in this is us and she's also fantastic as rapunzel's voice from tangled but uh (laughs) my main two categories are best lead actress best lead actor my best lead actress um and because again i just find it seamless and i will i referred to her yesterday and my wife was like no 
that's pretty good. As the Latina Julia Roberts, I'm saying my best lead actress is Jennifer Lopez for her role in The Cell, because I really thought that movie was cool. And my best lead actor... I'll let you guys uh, argue with me about Jennifer Lopez in a sec. My, my I thought you were going to say Sheely. <laughs> <laughs> my best lead actor is... Um, uh, an actor that he started his career out with such a such an impactful movie and since then I think he's kind of almost filling a role that's maybe left empty by the fact that Eddie Murphy doesn't make movies anymore with like are we there yet but my best lead actor is Ice Cube for his role as Doughboy in uh, Boys in the Hood mm. um, I saw that movie I think it came out in 91 or 92 Spike Lee movie and I saw it when I was pretty young I mean 13 14 years old when his brother Ricky dies in that movie, you would think it was his actual brother that died in that movie. And I, I think that, you know, he, he clearly is drawing from personal experience while acting in that movie because that's that's the life he lived. He was a boy in the hood, so to speak. So um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal role in that movie. He was so young when it came out. All of them were so young. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Lawrence Fishburne, they were all very, very young. And he just... I don't know. It just there was just something that was so convincing about that role, and uh, it was just very, very real and very raw as the movie was as a whole. And I thought he uh, he took it to a, took it to a new level. So best lead actor, Ice Cube as Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. All right, All right. <clears throat> Ice Cube. Ice Cube is like one of the most prolific artists <clears throat> of our time i would say the guy the guy's in like he does like tv acting yeah like it's crazy how much stuff that guy's in you know like yeah. th those tv mute schedules are and then there's ice t the two ices ice cube and ice t yeah. are both very busy actors so yeah big yeah. time ice t yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just love that ice t the guy that wrote the song cop killer is plays plays a, a cop, a cop and, yeah, uh, for the past 20 years <laughs> <laughs> just like the guy that was in NWA saying fuck the police is in like daddy daycare <laughs> you get in the backseat or I'm gonna turn this car around you motherfucker <laughs> uh, I've got two left Polly. how many you got left I got one and then an honorable mention okay so I'll, I'll do I'll do both of mine uh, first one uh, is uh, some great movies he's been in that are, are Amongst my favorites in Sling Blade, I thought he was great. He was really good in Panic Room too, and really yep. and the the scene in Wedding Crashers. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me with Rebecca De Mornay. I'm talking about Dwight Yoakam. Yes, and I think I think the guy's a great actor in everything he does. He was really good in Sling Blade. Cool. Sling Blade is yep. one of my favorite flakes, and I thought <laughs> he just played such a great villain in that the the yep. the horrible husband stepfather thing. He he was great in that, but. The scene I remember him for actually in Panic Room, he, he was scary, but also comically so like he, he was yes. he was really good in that film, too. So Dwight Yoakam yeah. is uh, I'm going to take Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> and then, of course, if I'm going to give some love to, to Meatloaf, I have to mention my boy for his role as Renfield and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Tom Waits is a pretty <laughs> damn solid actor. He was really good in that movie. So that rounds yes. out my list. <laughs> nice. Who's next? Polly, I believe it's, you, it's you. Okay, so I'll do these ones really quickly. So I did a, uh, a triumvirate of Canadians, three Canadians, right. two Kingston boys, Gord Downey and Hugh Dillon. The connection is the Trailer Park Boys. And my next one is a guy you don't know. His name is Mike Smith. 
And Mike Smith used to be the guitar Sandbox. player in a, Cana- a Canadian band called Sandbox. Sandbox. Yeah. And if you're from the 90s and 90s music, you knew songs like Curious, right? They did two albums. But he also moonlighted on the side as a sound mixer. And he was on the set of the Trailer Park Boys original series. And while he was there, he was not a cast member. While he was there, he kept doing this impersonation. And that was the Bubbles character. And they loved him so much that Mike Smith, the musician, became Bubbles in the Trailer Park Boys. Do I really need to say much more than that? <laughs> Best lead actor in a TV series. I love oh, it. And who doesn't love Bubbles? I Which love is, it. And, and when you watch it, you see, oh, yeah, there's the musical connection. Because Bubbles plays the role of the guy that is connected with the music, right? He's the Rush fan. He's the April Wine fan throughout the whole thing, if you watch the show long enough. And he's the guy to pick up a commercial. By the way, if you haven't seen it, there's a great uh, video for the Tragically Hip. The, mo- the song is called The Darkest One. Yeah. It features it, it features uh, the Trailer Park Boys. Gord, it, op- it opens to them waking up Ricky and... Uh, they gotta go steal they, a motor. They gotta go steal a motor. And Gord wants you to steal a motor, and then Gord comes up and they debate whether they should have uh, a bucket <laughs> of chicken or two two buckets of chicken. It's it's classic. Don Cherry's in it as well. That too. video also yeah, so features good. Don Cherry as a pizza delivery guy, and his change is a Canadian two dollar bill. I know that video inside out. It's <laughs> one of the greatest pieces of Canadiana I've ever oh, seen. You gotta see that. I've never seen it. Oh, oh God, the yeah. One. Oh, it's no. so much fun. Look up yeah, the full awesome. length video. It's brilliant. And, cool. and I said my honorable mention, this actually deserves to be at the top of my, or right at the top of my list. We've been talking about hip hop artists becoming, becoming uh, actors and stuff like that. And there's a lot, you know, you brought up a couple. I was thinking about Common and Glory and all that type of stuff. But the one I'm going to do is Daniel Glover. Um, uh, Donald Glover, excuse me. Donald Glover, who has had a career parallel with his music career. Of course, his music career is the Childish Gambino, and then in uh, roles like Community. But if you've not seen the series Atlanta, it is a tour de force. It is incredible, where he plays a a uh, a. He plays a manager to a, a burgeoning hip hop artist. Sometimes he's great, and sometimes he's and he's not. He fails in his love life, but the boy can act. He's amazing. And then, you know, it, yeah, Atlanta, two seasons. It's on hold right now because of the COVID. But I highly recommend this series if you can watch it. If nice. we're if we're gonna mention TV series too, check out The Wire. Method Man and Steve oh. Steve Earle. Yes. Method Man yes. and Steve Earle are in that, and they're both excellent. Excellent. Oh, the Wire. Yeah. The Wire's at the top of my list of all time TV oh, shows. Number one for me. Method Man. Yes. Yeah. So I have some some um, honorable mentions. It's there. It's kind of you're, you'll have to indulge me on this one because there's there's kind of a bunch, and I'm just gonna fire them off and hopefully not take up too much time. Um, Jason Schwartzman actually became. He started out as a uh, drummer for the ba- a band called Phantom Planet. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, and he's one of my favorite actors. He's in so many good things. I'm not going to spend too much time on it anyways. Henry Rollins is probably hmm. one of the most probably one of the most prolific artists I've ever like of our time. Again, like the guy, he's he's one of the 
he writes, he stars in TV, he stars in movies, he well, appears in movies. He's done with music now, but I mean, what an interesting guy. Like, I feel like, I feel like Henry Rollins is the closest thing we have now in personality type to a guy like Hunter Thompson or something. Like, he's just like a, just a journeyman, like grinder that comment, the commentary. It's cool. Uh, Snoop Dogg, I love because Snoop Dogg always plays himself in whatever role he's in. Can I just say, I actually have Snoop Dogg on my list for uh, best line in a movie by a musician <laughs> actor, which is, is which is, it's motherfucking crack. And it's when Denzel Washington sticks that pen down his throat in training day and he pukes up all the crack that he just swallowed. And he's like, what's that, Jimmy Crack Corn? It's motherfucking crack. Yeah. I like my, fa- I, I like he's in Starsky and Hutch, I think, but that's ridiculous movie. Um, and he's like a grass specialist. Yeah. Like he, or an like, old he school. knows grass. <laughs> like actual grass. Um, <laughs> Dean Martin is another one that yeah. seems to be uh, like, you know, um, not, 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 um, you know, just, just bears mentioning. He's a huge, huge deal, ba- especially back when he was, uh, when he was popular back in his heyday at Jamie Foxx. I don't know if he qualifies. Yeah. Um, what is he? I guess is he, uh, he would be an actor turned musician. Would he not? I or feel like, yeah, it's hard to, sometimes they, sometimes they become so hybrid. It's hard to tell. And yep. then two more Eminem. Yeah, um, for his yeah. role in Eight Mile, that was like Courtney uh, and Love and Larry Flint. Like it wasn't yeah. much of a stretch, but he did a good job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, He's shot like he carried that movie too, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. to go from not acting to act being the lead actor, and then also you, you know can it, tell, was, it, was, it took over the world there for a bit. Yeah, you can tell from his videos that I mean acting and whatnot is not really an issue for him. Like he can yeah, be over know, the top. Right? He could yeah, he can really put it on. So I wonder what that is with hip hop artists. They're so good. There's such an easy transition. Not easy. But like such a natural transition between hip hop and acting, super it's really o- super outgoing. I just, I yeah. think I mean, just tend to be super outgoing and super vocal, and um, they're not timid. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Most hip most hip hop stars aren't timid. And then the, <laughs> and then the last one is Queen Latifah. Yeah. yeah, good call, man. Good call. You know, Queen Latifah is one of those. It's funny because I again, it's 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 kind of like the Madonna situation. Um, not not exactly, but Queen Latifah. Like I had no idea that she was. A, a musician like when yeah, I was she, watching movies like she was just she was just an actor and I knew her as an wow. actor and then and then uh, and then I look back I'm like whoa she was a rapper that's legit yeah. so yeah that's all I got can I just can I just say on Queen Latifah as well if you guys haven't seen the movie Bringing Down the House it's her and Steve Martin so Steve Martin uh, is a pen pal with someone that's in prison and uh, she sends a picture of herself to him so he thinks that he's talking to this one well what the picture she sends is a person in the foreground but in the background it's Queen Latifah getting put into a cop car by the cops so she's 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 so she comes and lives at his house but there's one scene where he's like why do you talk like that like she's you know i mean she's very i remember this movie yeah yeah she's very urban and she's like oh you want me to talk like you the way that she (laughs) talks like a white person is the funniest fucking thing you've ever heard it is so on like spot on impression of like a just a a normal white woman and it is amazing Mm. so if you get a chance bringing down the house queen latifah is so funny in that movie and betty white's in it and she's a (laughs) rampant racist that lives across the street it's so good. Um, <laughs> which brings to mind, guys, just an idea floating it out there for a future episode. I don't think we've done music videos yet, have we? Mm. No, I, I asked one time and you, you said that you weren't super into videos because they were kind of past your. Because sure, there's some great. I'll do music videos for sure. Polly, like, yeah, I can reference the ones that I grew up on anyway. 
Yeah, like take on me and <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Um, yeah, there. Yeah, there. Yeah, we sh- we should talk about music video because um, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a it's good a good one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into that. And we got to go. Uh, we got to start di- uh, diving into our band draft eventually. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that's gonna take some work between the four of us. But that would be kind of hard. Cool eh? Cause, yeah, because you have to come up with a pool of of, of each category. Because it can't just be. It's not a Mount Rushmore. It's an actual draft. That's like right. Once once uh, once Neil Peart's gone, you can't use him for your drummer in your band. You got to go with Keith Moon or something like that. So <laughs> not, not that that's you know, <laughs> what I mean, a like, horrible uh, thing that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave guys. Yeah. Right on. That was fun. Cool. That was a good one. Happy long yeah, weekend. Some movie stuff. Yeah. Yes. Hey, well, I'm going yeah. to the trailer park, boys. <laughs> Brought it right back. Mark's getting drunk and eating chicken fingers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to blues music. Or just Doritos and licking my fingers all weekend. Either way. Yeah, let's get drunk and eat chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching Barbara Streisand movies all weekend. Those are the good kind. Eight bucks. Jesus, don't get me started. I'll go for days. All right. Guys, yeah, right on, guys. We're not so so. We're not going to be doing an episode on Monday, but we'll be picking it back up on Tuesday once everyone's back to work. All right, right. All right, see you guys. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.